0: You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish
1: football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig and I'm the host of the podcast and I'm joined by Chris. Hello, Chris. Hello. Hello, it's just us two this week.
0: It's uh, just the two of us again. I think uh Laurie's in hiding after his uh his team's performance yesterday. <laughs> uh
1: he's throwing the toys at the pram and Greg's busy doing other things.
0: Uh, Greg's got a wife. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, before we get into the, the meat of the, the podcast, I wanted to, to mention that I was drinking a special beer this evening. It's one of Greg's home brews. It's a lager and it's quite tasty.
0: Is this the uh, the way you're trying to get a sponsor? Uh-huh. We're now so desperate we're drinking Greg's beer.
1: <laughs> I've not had a beer during the podcast in the ages. I used to have quite a few. Back in the early days when I used to feel a wee bit of the nerves, so I had a four or five cans to kind of chill myself out. But then nowadays I sound a lot better without it. But since it's Greg's beer, I thought i will drink it.
0: So, so this podcast is sponsored by Greg's beer.
1: Greg's beer. Hire. I don't even know if he's got a name for it. He was meant to come on and we were going to discuss it. I could have got the techniques for making beer from him, but he's not here. Well, you know how you get like Scrumpy Jacks? This could be Grumpy Greg's. Grumpy Greg's. That's a good name. We'll market that. Right, the SFF sponsored by Grumpy Greg's. <laughs> Fantastic. Right, this week's podcast, we're running out of games to discuss because the SFL isn't on, but. Don't worry because we had the playoffs and playoff finals to come. So I mentioned that. The SPL review, obviously, kick off with that. Chris, you're always good at that. Then the charity bet, SPL predictions, and also we'll talk about awards because there's been a few awards announced today and over the last couple of days. So we'll start off with the SPL review, if you don't mind, Chris.
0: Alright, we'll go back to Saturday lunchtime, when it was another guard of honour for the, the champions who were looking to put two disappointing away games behind them, ahead of receiving the SPL Trophy for the second year in a row. It's uh, St Johnson with the opponents, and just look back in the 1998, 15 years ago, it was uh, <laughs> the fans were celebrating the, the stopping of the 10 in a row. They got an early goal against St Johnson that day, and they did, they did get an early goal on Saturday, thanks to Joe Wedley's first minute effort from outside the box. Uh, Celtic dominated much of the first half and doubled the lead in 36 minutes through a Charlie Mulgrew free kick which was entertaining because later on in Twitter there was a debate between him and Anthony Stokes as to who got the goal because Stokes he was claiming that uh, he'd been he got his head on it and I must admit at the time I tended to agree with him because I needed several replays at the game to see who'd uh, been responsible for deflecting it but I haven't seen the replays since on the sports scene I don't think I had anybody so nope. I'm going to have to give it to Mulgrew
1: yep Definitely.
0: Anyway, six minutes after a break, James Forrest made it three after a nice move involving the returning captain Scott Brown and Gary Hooper. There was then controversy at the other end as Fraser Wright appeared to elbow Michael Usteg at a corner. Wostig was then booked for his protest, as referee Alan Muir appeared to miss it entirely. Apparently he only sees dives. But still Michael Ustig probably had the last laugh as Fraser Wright directed a Mulgrew corner into his own net and made it 4-0. So the champions had a win to celebrate as they received a trophy, while St Johnson had a nervous wait to see if their chances of Europe were over. And, uh, that meant that Inverness hosting Dundee United knew that uh, they could, a win would seal the third spot in the SPL and would send Callie Thistle into Europe for the first time in their short history. Both teams had decent chances before the best felt to Bill McKay from the penalty spot after John Rankin had fouled Aaron Dorn but I'd rather have Chersniak saved from the Irishman and kept the game goalless until Doran's the strike just before half-time. Five minutes after the restart, Ryan Dow got on at the end of a John Daly knockdown to level of the game, and just as it looked as if the spoils would be shared, Stuart Armstrong's cross was turned home by Gary mckay Stephen to give Dundee United all three points, and I'm sure St Johnson were very grateful of their tasty divos as it keeps the European chase alive for the final weekend of the SPL season. Anyway, speaking of Tayside, Dundee hosted Kilmarnock, now playing for nothing but pride. But, uh, Rory McKenzie gave the visitors an early lead with a tremendous solo run, which started inside his own half, and he must have beat about five men before putting the ball in it. But Ryan Conroy had Dundee level before the 20 minute mark, and it would take just before the hour for the next goal to come, again for the visitors through Chris Johnson. And with 17 minutes remaining, Sammy Clingham made it 3 1. Mark Stewart did pull one back for Dundee 10 minutes later but the hosts couldn't find a second equaliser in the remaining minutes so Commanders' chase for 7th got a timely boost. And I say timely because the team who are currently 7th For in Paisley as St Mirren hosted Aberdeen. With two goalless draws between the teams this season already it should be no surprise that this made it 3. But it wasn't for the want of trying, Jamie Langfield said well from Dougie Emery, Mark McCausland blocked Scott Verdon's effort on the line, Ryan Jack hitting the post, Johnny Hayes even had the bonnet, in the net, only to be rolled out for offside, perhaps wrong wrongly, and uh, sorry sports team, but I'm not going to say clearly like their commentary did when David Van Zanten was off screen when the pass was made. They've <laughs> got
1: a habit
0: so, of doing that. That was brilliant, <laughs> oh, it was clearly offside, and they had a wee circle where you could see a bit of hair. <laughs> But anyway, that means St Marin are now guaranteed to finish 11th in the SPL again, Well, Aberdeen are just two points ahead of Commander in the race for 7th, and of course Commander still have a game in hand. So moving on to the two Sunday games, and we'll start in Edinburgh for the final derby of the season. Hearts were the host this time and hadn't lost at home in their City rivals in four years. But they were second best for much of this the first half, before Darren Barr gave Hearts a lead just before half-time. Now Hibs were incensed that a free kick wasn't given them in the build-up to the corner, For the goal, but that may have used him, he may have used that to file himself up for the second half, even if it did appear that Kevin Dobson merely slapped. Nevertheless, Lee Griffiths curled a cracking free kick in just three minutes into the second half, and this one was actually given on what the last derby. And it looked as if Hibs might have to settle for yet another draw to add to the other three league games this season. It would extend Hart's unbeaten league record still further against their Edinburgh rivals. That was until Ross Caldwell's curling effort in the 90th minute, finishing the back of the net, to give Hibs the bragging rights in Edinburgh and ensure the green side of the capital remain unbeaten by the rivals for the entire season. Uh, We're well, moving on to the final game on Sunday, and Motherwell will be hosting Ross County. With Inverness's defeat on Saturday, officially confirming Motherwell's second. It also meant that Ross County were starting with a chance that they could finish third if he could get some of from the visit in Park. But Motherwell were in no mood for charity in their final home game of the season. James McFadden gave the hosts a lead after just eight minutes after a Chris Humphrey cross. Ross County then had several chances to level the game, but were probably the better team throughout the first half. Only for Mallow to be very clinical, and Humphrey to double the host lead in the stroke of half-time as a break up the park from inside his own half before finishing from just 10 yards out. Uh, the sad news for County, of course, was another Humphrey effort was blocked by Richie Britton and as he attempted to block it, he twisted his knee in the process. It looked a really nasty one. and uh, He was stretched off. We're still waiting to hear exactly how bad that is, but it looked pretty bad. The game eventually petered out and allowed Motherwell to substitute the department stars of Nicky Law and Darren Randolph in their final home games to standing ovations from the crowd. And that's us for the SPL last week.
1: You know, I've seen that incident where he twisted his knee and I'd heard what he'd done. But when i was watching the highlights i couldn't really work out what was going on and i didn't watch it again because i heard it was horrible no it was They just
0: they showed it and then they showed, it, then they showed it, a close-up replay of it I oh, yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: yuck. and then after that they were showing it again <laughs> well not showing the close-up last time what you can't see
1: <laughs> yeah I, I i didn't really want to look at it again and work out exactly what was happening so i didn't
0: That makes an interesting point though uh but his contract situation because obviously he signed up pre-contract with St Johnson and St Johnson were trying to get money for him to give him back to Ross County where he wanted to stay now he might be out for well months depending on exactly how bad that is So uh... yep
1: exactly Yeah, it could be up to a year
0: <laughs> huh? what's going to happen to him
1: that's yeah. my
0: question though.
1: I was out with one of my mates he's a St Johnson fan and he was talking about how it's one of the risks that they take as a club by signing somebody on a pre-contract so and he was saying that uh, he used an injury as an example. And he says, well, if he gets injured, we just need to accept it.
0: Mm-hmm. So th- I'll be interested to see if, if Ross County try and get him back, even if he is injured, or if they'll just uh, put their hands up and say, no, don't want him now, he's injured, keep him. Yeah. Which I think would be a bit harsh, because obviously the player wants to stay.
1: I'm sure that uh, Lennon, did he not get somebody on a pre-contract once and then pulled out when, st- when he got injured?
0: Uh, it rings oh, a bell for... Aye, I think you're right. It was a Polish guy. Was it Foyut or something? I think his name was. I think it was last season. He got some bad knee injury and I think we
1: managed to pull out of that deal. So. Yeah, I guess it depends on the individual contract, what they sign.
0: I'm, I'm not entirely sure how binding pre-contracts are. I'm assuming some kind of binding agreement, but it's just how binding they are. Aye. Somebody's going to challenge it at some point, aren't they?
1: Aye, what they need is uh, Bosman. Lawyer, he was he was in court again about the financial fair play. He needs to get lost.
0: <laughs> I nearly swore there. He does need to uh, vacate the vicinity because <laughs> he's ruining football. I mean, the the boysman ruin. I can understand why they did that, but ever since the boysman ruin, money has rocketed in football, and it's just insane. And yeah. it can all be pretty much traced back to that boysman rule. So if he's going to mess about with the financial fair play, which is supposed to bring some kind of Sense to the the game, and he
1: said, no, "No, no, I can't do that. It's legal." Aye, spend what you want. I think it's a good idea, but I just don't. I can't see it working across the board. I just don't think it'll work. That
0: it, is is a sticking bastard because most of the problem with money in the game isn't the teams are overspending. That's the fact that it's distributed so sort of weighted towards the big leagues. Yeah, I mean, Spain's a probably bad example because their tally is just weighted towards Barcelona and El Madrid. And the other teams are suffering for that. But England, I mean, you're looking at... The team that gets relegated out of the Premier League gets a lot more money than the team that wins the SPL. Yeah, well, I
1: heard and £30 million and that yeah. but
0: that was a few seasons ago. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, it's somewhat... It's £40 million, I think, I heard last time. But um, if you compare that to what money Celtic made this season from the Champions League, I don't think it even compares. Yeah. And you're not going to tell me that, like, Queen's Park Rangers and Wigan and Stoke and... The other, Red I think the other team down there at the moment. You're not going to tell me the teams like that are bigger than Celtic.
1: No, you're right. You're right. I think agents are really a big problem because it's the agents that are driving the the big wages. Yeah. And they're coming out and getting the fees as well and and going and I've mentioned this before in the podcast, but I'm not really sure if tapping up really exists anymore because agents seem to go out and happily do deals with clubs before a fee's been agreed. Yeah. I, I don't know how it works nowadays. I'm not sure what the exact rule is on that. But anyway, going back to the, the big game, I think, of the weekend was Celtic against St Johnson when Celtic <laughs> were handed the trophy. And it seemed to be party time fa, fa fairly early on. I take it you had a good day. Ah, well,
0: It's always a good day when you get the trophy. <laughs> I mean, the, I think I said it at the weekend. that It's the 125th anniversary of Celtic's founding this season. And of those 125 years we've won the league, this is the 44th time, which is a lot more than a lot of teams. But then you consider that's 44 days you get to see the trophy out of 125 years. It's not exactly an everyday occurrence. So if you're taking it for granted, then there's something wrong. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I grew up through the 90s and the late 80s and stuff. So I went an entire decade without seeing that. but well, it wasn't that trophy, but it was the league championship trophy.
1: Aye, so it was a, a special day and yet you didn't have any flags. What happened there?
0: I don't know. I'd like think uh, maybe orange and blue wasn't really yeah. our colour scheme.
1: Yeah, I waved <laughs> my flag last yeah, week.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the, the SPL isn't sponsored by Ironbrew, so that's neither here nor there, really. I, the part this on Queen of the South get flags, I don't know.
1: I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I tell you whose flags are brilliant. The ones at Old Trafford on Sunday. Yes, oh, They that. were I'll proper flags. They weren't proper been... things.
0: Yeah, that must be the, the, the most I've seen an atmosphere or heard an atmosphere at Old Trafford in a good while.
1: Yeah, they gave flags to the Swansea fans as well, saying cup winners, league cup winners. Did they? Yeah. That's that's a pretty good gesture. Yeah, that must have cost a bomb to to get that proper flags. None of this paper ones. Although I don't like to mock the paper one too much because I've got it stuck up at my desk at my work. Although somebody defaced it. A Celtic fan wrote Mickey Mouse division on it. <laughs> A sectarian
0: oh. attack. Oh no, it's not sectarian. It's just it's good battle.
1: <laughs> but I then back to the game. Handball by Hooper in the build-up before Ledley's goal wouldn't really have mattered. In the yeah. Overall,
0: but I, I, I never seen it at the time. But I, I'm not going to dispute it. It was a it was a handball definitely, and it's Josephs were screaming for it, but.
1: And then Mulgrew's free kick, I think that, that's exactly where you want to put it if you're taking a free kick. Make the keeper think twice. Right. He's not sure, is there going to be a header? Is it going to go straight in the goal? And in that instance, the keeper, was uh, it Manus? He didn't know what to
0: Mr. do. No, I've said that a few times. If you're, The best free kick you can possibly hit through that distance is one of those ones. That if somebody gets on it, they might put it in the net. If nobody gets on it, it goes in the net anyway. Yeah. And that's kind yeah. what happened. So I, I know Stokes was claiming it. I, I, I don't understand why when I was at the game, it looked like it did a deflection. And then every replay I saw after that, it looked like it never hit anybody. Yeah.
1: I've got to be a little bit critical of the keeper though. Because one thing's for sure is that the ball is going to go in the corner. I think, I think he should be setting himself up for that. If a header happens, deal with that. But I don't think he ended up getting stuck doing neither. It, it, it was maybe too critical. But
0: he's, ah, he's maybe he's, he's maybe trying to judge it you know, it might hurt a head and if it ahead, a head it might go the opposite way but you never know it's just, it's a difficult one for the, the, the goalkeeper because he can't even, he's, he's maybe thinking can I come and collect it can I not can I stay in my line there's always that kind of thoughts going through his head as well
1: yeah but in that instance it's really annoying when I see somebody take a right footed free kick and like almost bend it away from the goal Just like nah just do what Mel Grood done every single time do down. that and the defenders might get it, the keeper might get it, but you've got a really good chance to goal. And James Forrest blasting it over the bar. That was, that was embarrassing. Yes, Especially yes. with the composure he showed for his own goal, where he side-footed it and he he basically picked the spot in the next to the post and just says, "I'm just going to pass it there. I'm not going to shoot it. I'm going to just put it in the net." And then he does he does that over the bar. Schoolboy stuff.
0: I'm not slagging him for it. Not last week.
1: <laughs> I didn't mention it at the start Chris but you you had a, a special charity event on Sunday
0: I did yes football aid I was playing at Celtic Park on Sunday and I had a guilt edge chance to put it in exactly the same net that James Forrest
1: missed and I
0: missed empty goal
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was it by the post over the bar did it even no. reach a line oh no it was. I mean The ball was
0: squared to me and the defender and the keeper had run out to the guy who squared it to me. So I literally had an open goal Mm -hmm. and I don't know what I did. I just never connected with it properly and I managed to curl it just past the post.
1: Did you get too excited? Is that what it was?
0: I don't even think it was that. I just think it was, I, I, I just wasn't in the right frame of mind to knock it into the net. There was a, um, a guy on Twitter today who was suggesting that it hadn't been a great height to happen. It's quite awkward. And I thought, no. <laughs> I said, it's, it's, it was just It was just rubbish. <laughs> I my big chance, and I bottled it. It wasn't quite as bad as Forrest, to be fair. But then Forrest didn't have an open goal.
1: <laughs> I heard you were trying to trying to claim, claim a record for the most kickoffs.
0: Yes, Yes, yes. Um, the, um, the team I played for managed to get annihilated 13-2. And I reckon it's because I took every single centre for after each one of those goals, and I took the one that started the second half. I've taken centre fourteen times at Celtic partner <laughs> one game. I don't think anybody else can claim anything near that. Celtic's record win at home is eleven <laughs> now. It's good. I like it. But yeah, I, 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 to be fair, it's an absolutely fantastic day. And for all we get annihilated, for all I missed the easiest chance I'm ever going to get in my life. <laughs> To play itself to the park was an absolutely phenomenal experience. And, and I did have one highlight where I managed to beat George McCloskey and put on a decent cross. And George McCluskey was the guy that scored the, the goal in the, the 1980 Scottish Cup final. He's the guy that banned the booze. <laughs> was he? Yep. <sighs> booze. He scored the goal that caused the riot that caused the booze ban. So,
1: so it was legends you were playing against it? But no, I, there was a legend in each
0: team. Well, okay, I'm going to say there was a legend in each team. Their team had George McCloskey, we had Paul Byrne, the, the famous 1990s Celtic player, right? He was a really nice guy. Um, there is one picture doing the rounds on Twitter. Um, <laughs> shall we say it? it was in the dressing room and he was in the middle of getting changed as, as someone else was getting a photo taken with Danny McGrain? All right, aye, <laughs> he's longest uh, in the shower type thing, aye. <laughs> I, I I think that was the previous game. I mean, there was two games on Sunday. You see, there was game one and game two. We were game two, and I think he was in with the away team in game one. So you, there's a guy a guy standing there, and this the it was I think it was the yellow and black sort of wasp jersey that we had last season that they were playing on. So there's a guy standing there with uh, Danny McGrain getting his photo taken, and there's Paul Byrne sitting there, absolutely naked, in the corner <laughs> of the picture. So he's played two games. You you played one, and you're aching today. Well, Paul Burns are professional and still plays like over thirty five league or something. Does he? Well, to be fair, he only played the second half of the first game because he was late over <laughs> and uh, he went off after about an hour, hour game because his um, I think it was his calf was knackered. So. All right. Were you that not doing rolling
1: were you doing rolling subs?
0: Well that was the theory, but uh, I think we had there was four subs named, but one sub one of those four was actually the same guy for the first half he would be paid for a different number for the second half so we only had three subs technically and then yeah. a guy went off injured after 10 minutes aye, that's to be expected the shot. Yeah. Um, Paul went off himself and then a guy went off about 10 minutes for the end for our team and also ended up <laughs> with no subs whatsoever it did mean I got to play the 90 minutes without any trouble but uh aye I missed that chance. <laughs>
1: That's an experience. It's good. I played against arts. a Hearts Legends team once, and I, I was rubbish. I was come back from injury, and I had no pace on me. I didn't even have my touch back, and but it was still memorable. Me up against Katongo, trying to trying to tackle him, or what I did was, was joke jockey him. I stayed about six yards away from him. You wouldn't really tell that I was meant to be marking him, but there was no way he was skinning me because I was just I was that far away from him. Right. Bill, well, aye. So
0: anybody that's interested, football aid, you're raising money for charity. Uh, there's games all across the country. I think there was one at Ibrox about 10 days ago. sure if you're of either side of the Glasgow divide, then you've got a chance to play at your, your, your home ground. So certainly I would definitely recommend it. It's I wouldn't say it was cheap, but you can do all sorts of fundraising to do it, and it's all for charity and... Absolutely brilliant day, you'll love every single minute, even if you get hammered and miss a great chance. <laughs> that's going to stick out with you, isn't it? Missing that. that is, that's going to love me forever. <laughs> How many chances am I going to get to score at Celtic Park? Uh, apparently, I'm going to get one. <laughs> I'm going to miss it.
1: So, in the, the celebrations in the Celtic game, I spotted Neil Lennon going to the crowd and he handed his medal to the, a girl, young girl in the crowd, maybe. Twelve, thirteen years old, and well, the media's obviously picked up on it, and well done to Lennon for for doing that. But I was I seen the video and I wasn't really sure what to think of it because he went over and the girl kinda told him, "You're giving me the medal." <laughs> so she was Sweet, kinda man. grabbing it. He, he took it off his neck, handed it to her, and then immediately walked away. Yeah. It was weird. There was no conversation between the two of them. It was just, "Give me the medal." <laughs> she got it, and then he went away. It was weird.
0: Uh, it was very weird I'm, I'm just thinking that one Neil you Lennon know, will probably get a replacement somehow because you know how to get these things anyway
1: well the thing is it, it's just a he was on the radio and he said it's a show medal is it? That... It's, yeah it's not the real thing ah, ah fair enough uh, even then she, the girl's going to love it This. Well, I'd love a show medal well, there, was, so there was some on sale outside Ibrox <laughs> before the final game but I'm not really you know, sure that that was an official show medal <laughs> it's barely an official week <laughs> I wish I'd bought one now, they were like, oh, aye, <laughs> oh, they were terrible, but anyway, I thought it was a bit weird with that girl. It was, but
0: I, like you say, it's a great memory for her, and even if it's just a show medal, I mean, no one probably got loads of them, but now. I think this is his eighth league title or something like that, between uh, playing and managing now, so that's not a bad haul, yep. especially when you, like I say, when you consider eight out of 44 that's the other one he's got hold of. Yeah. A nice record.
1: I can clear up the him being linked to Everton. It's not going to happen because the guy in Clyde One said that Lennon had a scarf tied tightly around his neck, and that was a sign that he's going nowhere. Yep. Yep. So that's fact. <laughs> yep. That's. I want to say an, ex- an exclusive, but it was an exclusive in Clyde One when the guy said it.
0: See, to be fair, I'm more inclined to believe uh, Neil Lennon's own words when he says he hopes to be here for a few more years. So. <laughs> That's good enough for me.
1: Did he say that during the speech?
0: He never said it during the speech. No, apparently he said it afterwards in some of the interviews he did with the radio and television.
1: Yeah, I hear Leicester and Stoke are being linked with him.
0: Really? Surely he's got more ambition than that.
1: I think Everton's the type of job that he should be looking at. I think he's got to think to himself about the hassle he's had in Scotland. The hassle that most old firm players and managers get that... just leave that behind. He's gonna—he's maybe not going to be managing a team that he loves as much, but he's gonna get an easier life. He's gonna be able to test himself as a manager and possibly take the next step to becoming a great manager. Because right now he's—he he's, has won in the SPL. That's going to go down. But if he goes to Everton and, and starts building on that and maybe pushes to be a top four team, it's just going to put him on the the landmark for managers in the world. Depends what you can do with Celtic, though. I mean, what, what he did
0: this season in Europe is obviously why he's getting linked to all these jobs. And He took a, a pretty unfancied Celtic team, the fourth seeds in the, the group stages, and took them in the last 16, and beat Barcelona in doing so. So that's what made everybody st- uh, sit up and take notice. So that's, I'm not surprised he got linked with the Everton job. I'm a bit surprised he's even been considered for Leicester and Stoke. I think that's a bit beneath him, to be honest.
1: Is it because um, he played with Leicester?
0: Uh, that, that's that could the be thing the thing with Leicester, I I don't, I don't understand the Stoke one. At all. Is, is Tony Pulis not still on a job? Well, I didn't think he'd been sacked. <laughs> no, nah, neither did I. So they like them with a guy who's already there. It's a bit harsh. But they're doing that with Man City, aren't
1: they? Uh, even uh, Real Madrid. They're talking about a new manager for them and Mourinho's left.
0: I, I think that's more along the lines of everybody knows Mourinho's good. Mourinho's pretty much admitted it. Uh, I think with the case of uh, Man City, I think they're saying they're going to sack him at the end of the season. Which... Seems a bit harsh as well to say we might sack you. So, just either do it or don't. Yeah. Aye.
1: So going back to the, the SPL then. Yes. And I wanted oh, to mention the Motherwell game. Humphrey had a brilliant game by the looks set and the highlights.
0: Yep. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. I'm, I'm a big fan of yeah, Chris Humphrey actually. Anytime I've seen him I'm, I'm sure it was a game about a year and a half ago or something like that where he was playing against Celtic or he was supposed to be playing against Celtic and he ended up on the bench and I was absolutely delighted at that <laughs> because he's, he's such a pacey player and he's pretty good at putting the ball not only in the net but he's he's good with a cross as well so he managed to show that in, uh, both of those during the, the Ross County game
1: Yeah, on the forum Mr Green called it schoolboy stuff for the second goal when Humphrey managed to get the ball maybe 25 yards out from his goal and just run the whole way I don't know who the defender was that was in the middle but you've got to go to the player you've got to go to Humphrey I know that he was thinking oh there's a guy behind me I can't remember who it was but he's going to get a pass forget him deal with the guy with the ball first so what if it's an easy pass to the other guy but then he got caught in no man's land he went for it and then he stepped back stupid schoolboy stuff (laughs)
0: But I, I, I do like Chris Humphrey. I thought it's. I mean, I'd love to say his goal was the best of the weekend, but I think he got outdone by the McKenzie at Kilwarnock
1: Yep, yep. Although the the Dundee defenders helped him along his way, running into each other.
0: <laughs> aye, that does the help.
1: <laughs> but aye, aye, that was good. Uh, Crack and finish? Yep. And so Motherwell, they've secured second place in. Yep. They, did
0: it they already done that a couple of weeks ago because of the goal difference, but the the Anvers lost on Saturday made it official. So I think I think I said Motherwell have got a point more now than they did last season, well, a game to spare. So that's uh, probably why the SPL Clydesdale Bank SPL Manager of the Year went to Stuart McCall.
1: Yep, yep. I think that it's it's hard to argue with that. There's there's other managers that you'd think would have been in the frame, but. McCall, ah, he's done a good job with them. Once but, again, Motherwell punching above their weight.
0: I, mean, I would say as far as because it's an SPL award, then yeah, probably. Because I think Motherwell's biggest lacking has been in the likes of, uh, they got a tough draw in Europe. I don't think either the Champions League or the Europa League draw was counting them at all. Uh, but wasn't some Diddy third division team in the League Cup was pretty poor. They went out. I mean, that was at the first attempt. They went out at the first attempt in the Scottish Cup as well. I think it was Aberdeen not put
1: them out. I can't remember, but I, I can remember the, the Diddy team putting them out. That was a most enjoyable so, evening.
0: Yes, I mean To, to me, Motherwell's they've done really well in, in the league. I'm not going to dispute that. Uh, although I did predict that they'd finish second this season <laughs> I'm quite smug about that. Uh, I think everyone else was saying, ah, we've done United. And I think even Greg didn't think Motherwell would do it. And I thought, no, What Stuart McCall's done is... Put together some consistency with Mullable because since he took over, they have been what, third and second and they were ahead of Celtic. I uh was it in October yeah. last year?
1: I definitely punching above their weight consistently.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, what he seems to have done there is I mean is make Mullable a team that beats everybody else in the league. The even I mean even this season, they beat Celtic twice in quick succession. But uh, the, the biggest flaw was always. Previously they couldn't be it couldn't be Rangers, and that's why they tended to fall away. But the, the results against everybody else have been fantastic. If they can just be a, a wee bit better next season again and keep building, they could be challenging for the title next season. I think the trouble they're going to have there is hanging around in the players because obviously Darren Randolph's going, Nicky Law's going. I doubt they'll keep James McFadden.
1: Yeah, and they're talking about bringing Samson in as a decent keeper. But
0: great, That'd be a great signing. If they can't have Randolph bringing Samson in, he's probably the other cracking goalkeeper in the SPL, from my view. So, I think that's a good move. But they are going to miss McFadden because they've been brilliant since he's start, stay, been starting for them.
1: Yeah, and I don't think big... he's going to stay. The noises he's no. making, he's just there to get himself fit and get himself in the shop window. Although, I wonder who's going to go for him. They're talking about Ross County signing him up. I don't know. He'd probably want to stay at Motherwell if that was the option.
0: I think if he's going to stay in the SPL, he's either looking at the big move to Celtic or he's looking to stay at Motherwell. I can't see him going anywhere else in the SPL. I think he's probably eyeing up down south to be fair.
1: That's where the money is, but I yeah. don't know. I don't know if people will trust him. He's he's playing like he can. He deserves a, a move away.
0: That's the thing, though. I mean, you can say that oh, I don't know if he'll stay fat and all that, but then he has managed to stay fat since about Christmas now, so. He's been playing week in, week out for Motherwell, so I think he's probably taken the time to prove that already. I mean, even if someone gives him a year contract, he might take it, depending on who it is and where the money, or what the money's like.
1: Yeah. I So other managers in the league, um, it's difficult to say. I, I wouldn't give it to Neil Lennon. I don't think... He's obviously for he's his won SPL, the
0: league. no. He's but won the league, he, but... He's won the league, but he's been like, a lesser number of points than it has last season, so... I think, yeah, you've done the job, but I don't think you'd be too spectacular doing it.
1: It's the lowest potential points since 2006 2007, which was 84 points. And that's the lowest in the 38 game SPL. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the maximum they can get is 79. So aye, in the SPL, he didn't deserve it. Terry Butcher, possibly.
0: Terry Butcher's a good shoot because obviously he was up for the, the other awards we were talking about the. The Scottish well, across the divisions, the one that Alan Johnson won, Terry Butcher was one of the, the shortlisted for that, and I can see why, because I mean, Inverness have been uh, uh, for me, Inverness and Ross County have been the story of the season when it comes to the SPL.
1: That's it, yeah. Uh, Derek Adams, who would have thought that he would get them? They're in fifth place right now. They could get fourth place. It's unlikely. Yeah,
0: uh, I think I think fifth place, considering they've been happy by eleventh, you've got to be there's got to be four place for Ross County. And I've said that before, and one of my, the highlights of this season has been going up to Dingwall, even though we didn't win. Dingwall was a lovely wee place. <laughs> the pitch wasn't great when I was up there a couple of weeks ago, but uh, the, the stadium they've got up there is a nice wee facility, and it's, it's big enough for what they need. So.
1: I'm sure I heard they're looking at re- redoing the pitch. It cost about four hundred grand. Aye, aye. That's silly money for a wee bit of grass seed for you being queue.
0: Because putting down 3G, or 4G, or 5G, or over up to the 8G.
1: I heard it was and you, 450 grand for, for a artificial surface. I'm not sure if that's 3G or 4G. Well,
0: there you go. If you're going to pay 400 grand for a real grass or 450 grand for artificial grass and you want an up and down wall where well, it's going to snow, then <laughs> they
1: wouldn't be allowed it in the SPL. I know.
0: That's the, that's the joke of this whole thing.
1: Surely they're going to fix that though. Well, you'd think so. You'd think so because clubs are going to have to do it. There's so many positives. Yeah, it's
0: it's it's not even or oh, the the players don't like it anymore. It's it's just a cost thing. And to be fair, I would much rather play on some artificial surface than play on some garbage sand pit.
1: <laughs> yeah, we could end up with better football because uh, an artificial surface is true. It's a lot better than the the muddy, bobbly surface we see at Dingwall I remember when the when Aloha got their artificial surface installed, they they levelled out the pitch. And you could see where the pitch used to be. And it had a, a massive slope. I say massive. It's, it was only a few feet. But when you see it up against a wall, you realise that, that how big it is. So that's one benefit. It's they're yeah. going to level it out. They're going to get it flat, no bobbles. It's going to be perfect. Every game of the season, it's going to be perfect. The only thing they need to do is buy new black balls. And I've got plenty <laughs> of them in my car. So, I could help them out.
0: <laughs> I think we'll have plenty of them in a car. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you can't say it's even done Aloha any harm because they were third division champions last season. They're in the, the final of the playoffs this season and uh, could be a, a, a second tier team next season.
1: Oh, aye, well, we could move on to, to discuss the playoffs because Aloha and Dunfermline are facing off in the final and the, the first division playoffs. Confusingly titled the first division playoffs As it features three teams from the second division But anyway Ayala beat Breakin 4-3 in aggregate
0: That was bizarre how they did it though Because they, they won the away leg 2-0 and, mm-hmm. and then go home and lost 3-2 yep. Yep. It's so weird I think,
1: Yeah I guess it's up. a two-legged affair
0: Yeah.
1: And they really Breakin obviously put the foot down in the, the second leg But they done Fernland against 4 game was probably the, the game of the weekend. Yes, finished seven four in aggregate and four 4 at one point were four one up in aggregate. Yeah. It might even have been after some like seven minutes. It was under ten minutes anyway. Uh,
0: i it was there were three they won the first leg three one and from what I heard it could have been more. And then yeah. they went one up early on in the second leg. Uh, but then uh, unfortunately they started getting men sent off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they ended up with eight men on the park.
0: Eight men and Del film get it back to four each in the aggregate for extra time and then get the, the seven four. Um I seen Twitter afterwards and it was just full of people going, What's Stevie O'Reilly doing here? I think Grant Russell STV at one point was wondering where he'd been all season. I think this was before the game actually. Suddenly Stevie O'Reilly appeared from nowhere to take on a game and then by like five o'clock on Saturday we're talking about Oh, Stevie O'Reilly's was actually a horrific game he's ruined, that's tie and I don't think the film became too much of- Still uh, hanging on to their first division status.
1: Yep, I set up a, a nice final against Salwa. Yeah,
0: which... but that's that's the thing that annoys me about these playoff setup because it, for me they should be promotion playoffs. You shouldn't be involving any team that's getting relegated. Yep. and here and we think... have the, what you might have is one team up and one team down in the from the between the first and the second division. And to be fair, it might happen between the second and the third as well because East Fife for the team that are supposed to be getting relegated, and there they are in the final as well.
1: So the final, first leg of the final is on Wednesday evening. It's at Recreation Park, and I've decided that I'm going to go along just to see what the banter is. So I went to Aloha's website, thinking, right, I'm going to find out how much the tickets are. No, no, nothing there. No, it doesn't really want to entice people like me along. So I had a look about their website, and it does say that their league games were £13 a pop so I'm assuming it's going to be £13 but it doesn't mention anything about this game <laughs> it's live on BBC Alba but I think it's only down the road for me. So I think I'll go along, see what's happening I was going to meet up with my mate but he says he's in hospitality, I don't fancy that <laughs> and then the same. you have a drink the game? A, a drink? Mm? Oh well Nah, no, I'll be driving <laughs> A lot of train stations right there Ah,
0: uh, uh, but the trains run at that time of night as Wednesday night game
1: this is the Wednesday Saturday and then the second leg is at East End Park Hall on Sunday and it's a 5 past 4 kick off a bit of a strange kick off and that's also live on BBC Alba so that's quite good that they've got TV coverage yeah.
0: no I'm, I'm glad we're getting some coverage of these playoffs because I think that's part of the thing that's missing I don't I I'm just, I, I love the English playoffs <laughs> yeah I keep saying this but the the television sets it up well you get to watch both legs, and then there's a one-off final. You don't play two legs in the final. Uh, you don't involve any teams getting relegated. It's all teams pushing for promotion rather than trying to save themselves. But, I mean, up here at least we're, we're pushing for playoffs at the, the top level as well, which is good.
1: But, but it has to be a single leg, just a one-off.
0: Aye, before. the final should be a one-off.
1: You know? Aye, I'm going, on, I'm, there. I'm going on Wednesday, and it, it's not going to feel like a final, that's for sure, because the scoreline... Although it matters, it's not the be all and end all because they've got a second leg to play. Yeah.
0: It's
1: it's going to be a a, a strange one. But yeah, I'll I'll maybe mention how it goes next week. I'll make sure I get a pie.
0: <laughs> pie in a Tell us if it's any good. The opposite it bunch your mouth? Still, was it too peppery?
1: The bavaro's too hot. It's always I... too hot at ibrox. I need to wait fifteen minutes before I start drinking it. I see, that's no good.
0: I mean, the, the, for me, the, the Celtic Park one is just right, but the like uh, for hell, I've been to there a few times watching the the Celtic under twenties, and that always burns the myth off me. I know. <laughs> to be fair, there was at least two occasions I was quite glad of that because it was Baltic, but <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing quite beats a, a roasting hot bovril when it's freezing.
1: I'll tell you what beats a beats that a bovril in the house. Oh, that's I, good. Uh, yeah. I so that's I'm watching
0: the Champions League final and drinking Bovril, that's That's
1: it, I'm thinking of taking along my wee Bovril stock cube to uh, Ibrox next time I go and see if I can just get hot water for free. <laughs> <laughs> just a cup Must of I hot go. water. Is it? <laughs> Must I <laughs> go. I <That'll> <laughs> so on the second division playoff, it's Peterhead against East Fife, yep. and it's Wednesday and Sunday, but it's Sunday at 3pm. That's no, just weird. Yeah.
0: If you're gonna if you're gonna play it, why not just play that one on entirely?
1: Yeah. Or
0: if you're gonna play it, sure. It, put it in the telly there's too too much to ask. I have two different games. Ah,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's it's a strange one. But it's a shame Queens Park didn't get into the final. I I was hoping that they'd get promoted. I was I was reading up a little bit about Queens Park, and I think everybody knows the the part they played in the formation of football as we know it. But it's interesting if you go on Wikipedia and I can't remember what to search for, but if you search for the combination game, I think it is, because back in the day it used to be, and I say back in the day, this was back when Greg was young, back 100 years ago, (laughs) football used to be all about dribbling. You weren't allowed to pass the ball forward. That was was offside if you passed the ball forward. So it was a dribbling game, and then teams like Queen's Park decided, why don't we pass the ball? So... They played a big part in what football, as we know it. But one of their breakthrough things was a formation, which is just brilliant. 2-2-6. Two, two, nice. That is a
0: see, formation. I, I, I've seen 2-3-5. That's uh, the, the kind of usual one for the early days.
1: Yes, I, I was but, reading uh, about that as well. They called it the pyramid. But see, we would not know that the other way around, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like a Christmas tree. Yeah, but
1: aye. 2-2-6. Aye. Two, two, That's brilliant. That's fantastic. Craig Love hates I, I, it, though.
0: I've heard a similar story with um, the Scotland and England internationals, which I suppose was well, Queen's Park, probably supplied a lot of that. And the idea was that the English version of the game was all the dribbling and you kept it until you get tackled, and then somebody else had it and they kept it till they get tackled. Whereas the Scottish version of it was you would pass the ball. Yep. And fortunately, it's the Scottish version that's uh, lived on, not the English version. So really, we invented the game, not them.
1: Yeah. There was talk on Wikipedia about a guy uh, describing. The, the passing game if you like it because it it didn't start off with people passing, it started off with helping out a player and it mentioned that if a player was dribbling you would back him up if he was attacked is <laughs> <laughs> isn't an obstruction these days Aye, <laughs> I, I, I was on my lunch hour and I was looking up all these old things sorry if I'm boring you but I found it real interesting the FA Cup, the very first one it's worth reading up on to see Queen's Park played in it, mm-hmm. and they had to pull out in the semi-final because they couldn't afford to go back down to London for the replay. And I think there was five games leading up to the final, and the finalists who won it, Wanderers, not Wolverhampton Wanderers, just Wanderers, they, they won it. I think there was five games leading, including the final five games. They only played two games in the whole competition because there was games where teams drew, and they decided both teams get to go through because they didn't want to replay it for whatever reason. There was teams that couldn't make it for the replay, Queen's Park, for example, and then there was teams that just didn't turn up. So it was a bit of a a bit of a bit farcical competition, but it's interesting to look back at it. I think the
0: the first Scottish Cup was kind of similar. Those teams had to pull out and all sorts. And things like that. I think in the early days of the competition, it's like that. But in the way, what you're saying about Queen's Park, I'm sure they made the final like, two years run or something like that. The, the, the FA Cup, the English one. That's amazing. And um Unfortunately, I lost both times. I think was it was at Blackburn or something they lost it. It's like the 1800s and stuff. But... Aye,
1: Greg would know. He'd remember. Aye, Greg,
0: Greg was from where else?
1: I'm <laughs> sure they played a big part in the half time because they decided back in the day there was no real rules. And there was, uh, like, the home team picked the rules. And I'm sure they had a part to play in the half time, which was a case of the one team got the rules in the first half and then the other team got the rules in the second half. <laughs> I could be okay. wrong about that, but I'm sure I remember that. Which is, again, an interesting way to play. But if you don't have football as we know it nowadays, you don't have somebody like FIFA ruling. Yeah. Who does make the rules?
0: So, somebody's got to make up the rules somewhere along the line. So It's got a lot of other stuff, the, sort of, the early days of football. Interesting stuff. It's, you read about all the different teams there used to be as well. It's teams you never even know about. When Renton were, we're in, like, world champions or something, they call themselves 1890s like, or something.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> don't exist anymore.
1: And there was the, the world's first league was in England, and the guy who formed it, he had various rules, but one of the rules was that each team has to field their strongest team, which really? is a rule that still really? stands today, still star- yeah. and I mock it, other people mock it in the Premier League, but now that I've learned that it's one of the rules that was there on day one, I, I respect it. It's good to have tradition like that. Right. So that's the history lesson for today, done, Chris. Aye. I didn't mean to go on, but I found it interesting anyway.
0: Aye, that's the, the SFL playoffs, London. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> that fell under the, the playoff category. Yes. Right, moving on to the charity bit. Yep. We've we done OK. We went for Celtic, Inverness, and Motherwell, and Inverness let us down. They got beat 2 yep. 1 off Dundee United. Motherwell and Celtic both won. So I was close. But this time it's just the two of us, and I'm hoping that we can just pick two games, one each, and keep it simple and get a win before the end of the season. (laughs) So we've got the Premier League games, we've got the Saturday games and the Sunday games. I want to avoid the Wednesday game between Kille and Hibs. And then we've got the playoffs. Again, I probably want to avoid them because (laughs) I'd rather not do the Wednesday ones, and then the Sunday ones you just don't know, because that'll really be based on the performance in the first leg. So, can we pick two games out of the six at the weekend in the SPL? I'll be at struggling with us. Now, one thing that jumps out at me, I'm not sure I'm going to pick it in the charity bet, but Dundee are 4-1 to one away to Hibs. Hibs are going to put out a shadow of a team.
0: Uh, before the, uh, the Scottish Cup final, yep. the week after.
1: They're not going to be bothered about that one, but they've they've got their scalp against Hearts.
0: Aye, Dundee going
1: out with a bang yeah but I'm not sure that I want to risk a charity bet oh eh aye go on then right I will risk it then Dundee right one.
0: well I'll wait till you hear my predictions later but alright <laughs> Um, I did... Motherwell I think that's probably the best bet for a win away to St Johnson I know St Johnson are pushing for that third spot but I think Motherwell are in my good shoot for ending the season really well so Let's go with
1: them. That's a risk. Picking a team with nothing to play for, really?
0: Nah, I feel good season.
1: Against a team that has everything to play for.
0: See, to be fair, there's not many teams in the league left of getting to play for. So.
1: Right, so I've got 41 for Dundee and 64 for Motherwell.
0: This sounds good. It sounds like it might get a lot of money if it comes in.
1: £125. <laughs> oh, Nice. But, uh, that's, I think that's, that's good, a, the highest return, highest potential return we've had. Yeah, let's go with it. That sounds good. Right, that's a £10 free bet, courtesy of McBookie, who I need to start speaking to about next season, persuade them to carry on because they've done a good job supplying us with our bet yeah. every week. Absolutely brilliant. For free. But... We'll need to sort out who, which charity is going to get the money uh, yeah. next week. That's
0: what, that could be the discussion because you know, I don't know what we're doing for the charity bet next week. <laughs> the Scottish Cup, and that's that. <laughs> That's it. The Scottish.
1: by. First goal scorer. <laughs> we got First you. last. <laughs> goals odds or evens. Aye. Right, we'll move on to the charity bit. Hey, sorry, we've done the charity bit. Yeah, we'll done that.
0: We'll move on we'll
1: SPL, again. <laughs> the SPL predictions. We've got a game oh. on Wednesday, Kelly against Hibbs. Yep. Obviously, it was called off the last time because of the the sad incident. The crowd, which unfortunately the guy died, so. Uh, It'll be a bit of a sombre game, that, I think. I'm sure that there'll be something to, to work at last market. I think so, against so Hibs. I think Hibs' season's over, apart for the cup final. I don't think they're going to be too interested now. They, they beat hearts to play them off the park. I think Griffiths is going to get rested. He might, he might feature at some point over the, the final two games, but he's definitely not going to be playing 90 minutes. I'm going to go for a home win, 2-0.
0: Um, Coirnott are still chasing 7th if they care Hibs are still 2 points ahead of Hearts so if they get a win here they'll be definitely ahead of their rivals Uh, I'll go one each I think
1: So that's Wednesday's game then on Saturday we've got the the bottom half of the table all kick off at 3 o'clock just to keep it fair we've got Aberdeen against Hearts I'm going to go 0-0 Yep, so am I. see <laughs> this game. A pub band. no, no. <laughs> then we've got Hibs against Dundee. I've already mentioned I think Dundee will win this because I don't think Hibs will be too fussed. They'll be saving themselves. Even the players that they do play, they're not going to be going into 50-50 challenges because they've got the, their big day at Hamden coming up. So I'm going to go 2-0 Dundee.
0: Mm. I know we picked it in the charity bet, but uh, uh, it's going to draw. I just let <laughs> it's going to a draw.
1: I hope I'm wrong, but uh, I'll go one each. One each, right. Then got Kelly against St Mirren. I'm going to go
0: one each. Mm. Uh, I think I'll go one each as well. Just, it's harder this time of season to even think about it, because they just don't care anymore. <laughs>
1: Then on Sunday, we've got the the top half of the table. They'll kick off at 12.45, again, to keep things fair. We've got Dundee United against Celtic, and I think Celtic's going to have one eye on Hamden. Mm. But I think I'm going to go for
0: 2-2. I reckon this game is going to have Victor Wanyama plus a bunch of kids, to be honest, because... Well, I suppose it will Wanyama and Kyle and a bunch of kids, because yep. they're both suspended for the cup final. So... um. the last time we were up there. We did 2-0 lead. Uh, Yeah, let's say 2-2 again.
1: I think there'll be plenty of goals.
0: Hope so. I'm going up for it.
1: Hope
0: for a nice sunny day. Nice entertaining game. Nice few goals. Just celebrate the end of the SPL season.
1: A sunny day. You're taking it too far.
0: I know. I'm asking a lot. Especially after the weather today. Because today we had weather. All of it. (laughs)
1: The last game I was at, the last Rangers game of the season, I was sitting there freezing. Are in a I think this isn't right.
0: Oh, I was freezing it we get the trophy last week and Saturday. Night.
1: Well, Lennon was freezing, he had this scarf on <laughs> tightly around his neck. Oh,
0: maybe he's onto something, maybe it's, maybe it's no sign <laughs> maybe it's just cold.
1: That was my favourite bit of Clyde one's coverage. Oh, dear. Ross County against Inverness is the next one up.
0: The tele game, Sky's picked this
1: warp, they have, you're right. Yep.
0: Vite right, was like I think, as well, because the United Celtics, nothing to play for. St. John's and Motherwell's the other game you could pick out of it, but you've got St. John's and or El Kesico. So you go with it? the Derby. El you- Kesico. El Kesico. Yep, that's a great nickname for us. <laughs> Either side of the Keswick Bridge. <laughs> right, El Kesico, that's the official term. right? It's so much better than Cold Furn Derby. I hate that one. El Kesico is brilliant.
1: Aye, thought into that one. Uh, you don't want to be including firm in it. The old no. firm, the Aye. new firm. No. The infirm. Yeah. In-firm, the name-firm. The wee firm.
0: <laughs> the firm with that
1: movie.
0: It was is it Tom Cruise that's in the firm? I
1: don't know. Inf, <laughs> in firm, Murray. Mary. Can't think of any other ones. ones. Well, we'll yep. come back to that. That could be a feature. <laughs> T-
0: T- Tom Cruise, Gene Hackman. That's the firm. <laughs>
1: Right, back to Russ County anyway. against Inverness predictions. Yep. I don't
0: know. 2-1. Right. Inverness need to be better than St. Johnson's result. Uh, if it's a win, then sort No, other way around. St. Johnson need to be better than Inverness's result.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Although, I think even then, it's Inverness that have got better goal difference.
1: Six so. better off, yep. uh, Yeah.
0: Ah, yeah, it would be difficult to overturn that.
1: Actually, I went for one that I hope, because I hope that it's very exciting. That's why I have went for 2-1. I'm wanting to be... Looking at the the scores in other games, I I'm, I'm want it to be exciting.
0: A I selfish score. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to go with two each. I think Ross County will be desperate to try and beat Inverness because they haven't done it this season, but I think i will probably be a share of the spoils in this one. Maybe, I,
1: maybe I've maybe just worked out why I'm not very good at these predictions. That I pick scores that I want it to be, not what yeah. I think it'll be.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> I do as well. <laughs> I need to stop myself from doing that.
1: It's St Johnson against Motherwell. Oh, see, you've picked it for the charity bet now. My hands are tied. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. I'm going to go 3 2 to Motherwell. Uh, you,
0: have you been writing the last down? Have you noticed that I've picked a draw for every single game so far? You
1: have. You, oh, I write it down in my wee black book. Uh, um, uh, you know
0: what? Uh, one each.
1: One <laughs> each. <laughs> you need pools, to put, you need
0: that's your pool scoop this week. Hi. <laughs> End of season. Wouldn't surprise me if it's all draws. <laughs> Right, I So see. aye, if those results come out, Inverness get third place It's only between them and Inver, uh, Inverness and St Johnson that can get it so.
1: Aye, ah, it's, it's difficult to say who deserves it most
0: Inverness have been up there for a long time It would be a bit harsh if they didn't But I mean, it's, we point over 38 games, no 37 So
1: Exactly, exactly So aye, so before we go, I wanted to mention about Ferguson Yesterday, Alex Ferguson uh, His final home game at Manchester United I thought it was a, a fitting tribute from Sky Sports, a fitting tribute from the fans. It was it was a, a wonderful thing to watch, to see a guy that I've never known any manager at Manchester United other than him, and I'm 30 years old. It's yeah. it's amazing to think that. It's, it's, it's quite emotional seeing the, the montage at the end, uh, all the players that have played under him. It's, it's just it's something I don't think we'll ever see again. No. And it's the way he's like went them. out, as is, is brilliant as speech at the end, talking about his reasons behind it, saying it's because his wife lost her sister and he wanted to, to do something for her after, he said, something like 47 years of her eh, allowing him to, to go to football and, and spend his time that way. He wanted to, to give time to her. So it was, it was good. no nah, it was good.
0: I mean, what you say, those what, 26, 27 years he's been at Manchester United now. And obviously I'm I'm thirty one now, so I mean I don't remember anything other than him being at Man United either. And obviously they had this time at Aberdeen, and this, like I think the weekend there was the thirtieth anniversary of their Cup Winners' Cup win, which uh, yes. he was part of.
1: That'll be on BBC Alba. Yep. Uh, it was it was on BBC Alba. It'll be on the BBC iPlayer cause they yeah. just showed it. They repeated it on Saturday, so I'm sure that'll extend the uh, iPlayer another seven days. That'll
0: be good. But uh, I mean. Uh, for, for anybody to be manager at a one club for that length of time in this day and age, is phenomenal. In fact, even in any day and age, it was phenomenal. Because yep. we're talking about him being one of the, the longest ever in British football, which isn't strictly speaking. Because I think it was a guy who was 44 years or something He yep. was in charge in uh, France. I think it's uh, the actual record in Europe. Struth was
1: there for, I think, 30, maybe over 30. Uh, and even the guy before him, is it Watton? a that that guess. Could be right. He was
0: there the, for 20-something. The British record is actually Willemeli, a Celtic, in 43 years.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so he's, he's the only Celtic manager that's been there longer than Sir Alex Ferguson. So, I mean, considering back then it was quite normal to be at the club for so long, for only mm-hmm. one manager of Celtic to be longer than a guy that's in the job right now is absolutely phenomenal. Shows just, just how amazing it's been with Sir Alex here. So it's, a, it's the end of an era. And I think, well, I mean David Moyes is going to be a decent manager there, I think. But it's it's big uh, shoes to fill. And to be fair, whoever replaces David Moyes at Everton is going to be filling big shoes as well, because he's done a fantastic job. They haven't won anything, but they've been pretty consistent. Sort of one of the, the best of the rest kind of teams in England. So yes.
1: yep.
0: a difficult job to take on as well.
1: And we've seen the, the last... Well, maybe not the last game of schools, because he might play in the, the final game of the season. But I think the fact he's been out injured, I think that could be the last time we see him. Another great, uh, huh? probably one of the best midfielders that the English Premier League's seen, and some of the best have said that he's the best. Is Zidane? I know Ronaldo had. A, there's a a meme going round. It does the rounds every few years that is talking about how he was doing all these skills and nobody at the club could do and schools just got the ball off him and says, at, and pointed at a tree and says, I'll hit that 50 yards in one go and did it and Ronaldo tried it 10 times and couldn't, gave <laughs> I've in.
0: Se- I've seen Ronaldo's free kicks, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> but uh, I as much as I respect Paul Schools, I detest the wee guy, but that's purely because he scored a hat-trick against Poland in what, 1999, I think. And then later on that year, scored twice at Hamden against Scotland. And that put us out of the Euro 2000 playoffs. Uh, no, I, I quite <laughs> like him. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I respect him, but I hate him for that.
1: I like how he adjusted his <laughs> play as well. Sometimes it's difficult for midfielders that didn't done what he did to adjust with age and the yeah. realisation that you can't bomb into the box. Although he was doing it at the weekend there. But <laughs> probably the occasion... Got to him, and uh, I think it was the first 20 minutes. He seemed to be looking for a goal every time he got the ball. He was always in the box, but yeah, he adjusted brilliantly. And the way he would fetch the ball from defence and and dish it out, it was it was superb. I had the the honour of seeing him in the Champions League against Rangers, and just brilliant to see. Brilliant oh, to see yeah. him off the ball as well, because you don't often get that on the TV. You don't appreciate what the players do, how how busy they are, always looking for the ball all you see on the TV is really who's got the ball
0: yeah I, I mean I've said exactly the same thing about David Beckham I never appreciated just how good he was until I went along to Tom Boyd's testimonial and every single blade of grass was covered by David Beckham that night just absolutely phenomenal performance for a friendly yeah,
1: yeah. it's
0: just I mean, it's, after that I had a lot of time for Beckham I mean Paul Scholes just what you say he, he was never one to give up I, mean, uh, I think uh, anybody that can adjust and play at that level for that length of time You've got to respect them. I mean, it's probably a good time to mention that um, another person I remember adjusting their game in midfield was uh, Stalyn Petrov, and he had to sadly retire from football officially. Yeah. Yeah. fight leukemia, which uh, we had uh minutes of boys footage up on the, the big screen. Uh, Petrov in the 19th minute, what was his number?
1: That's good. I heard that he's in remission, but that's.
0: Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's obviously taken a lot out of him, but um, it's good that he's uh, in the mission and hopefully he'll continue that fight for a long, long time and have a long life ahead of him.
1: He was one of the, the few footballers that had done the right thing for the for his club, for Celtic, by signing on his contract yeah, despite
0: wanting
1: wanted to leave. Get a lot of money, yeah. Unlike no, somebody like Wayne Rooney, who decides he, he wants a transfer request and he decides he doesn't want to play in Alex Ferguson's last home game. I just, I don't know the ins and outs of that story, but I just, on the face of it, it's just, it sounds like a horrible man, Rooney. Really. Mm-hmm. I I, just, want,
0: I, I, do wonder if, I do wonder if I the Rooney thing has anything to do with David Moyes coming on, because obviously that was his manager at Everton. I wonder if they uh, had a few problems before he left. I don't know. I, I'm just guessing it's just possible. But then uh, maybe he's just thinking, uh, he's, his time at my United's up, because Van Persie's obviously been flavouring him this season. Yes, but Rooney can I mean, Rooney can play anywhere really. That's thing. I, I I just I I don't know if he doesn't like being
1: centre of attention or something. You could have him in the centre of midfield, out on the left, out on the right. Uh, but anyway, that was the English football section of the Scottish <laughs> football podcast. It's all right. It was all Scottish people we're mentioning. Right. Uh, Sir Alex
0: if uh Davy Moyes. Was he for Bellcel or something? I'm not sure exactly. I don't know. No, Bears Den. That's what it was. There was that thing doing the rounds about how, the, the, like, the, what, since the war, so much of the the, the percentage of Man United's managers have been from Glasgow, and you're thinking, well, really? Matt boys be for Bells <laughs> That's what it was, I'm thinking. Of. David Moyes for Bears Den, which is kind of outside Glasgow.
1: Yeah, you're better off just... Stretching like a bit. Greater Glasgow. <laughs> yes. That'd be a bit more accurate. <laughs> yeah. But yeah,
0: I mean, that, that's, that says a lot for the, the, the Scottish managers, and... Um, I can't, can't Fergie hasn't won the, the odd thing or two down there. 13 titles out of Man twenty. he's 20, uh,
1: he's been responsible for. Superb. And then Giggs has won all 13 as well. I
0: know, that's amazing.
1: Schools, I think he's had 11. Yeah.
0: As long as Giggs doesn't retire. That's, the longer Giggs plays on, the longer I'm not old.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, we, we're both getting old, Chris. You, you play one game of football and you, you're hobbling about it. back about up, it,
0: <laughs> That's my first game of football for about a year,
1: so it might have something to do with it. Well, I'm still going to come back from injury. I was out running earlier and it was just pain from start to finish. But I went through it. We'll see how it feels tomorrow.
0: See, I think I should just retire now. It's never going to get any better than playing at Celtic Park, is it?
1: It's going to get better than missing the, the open goal.
0: I suppose I could score again.
1: Yeah. Aye. <laughs> It'd be nice. <laughs> you need to get back and you need to score. Because scoring, that would be a dream come true. Scoring and look up to your seat. Right. Aye.
0: But see, that's the one good thing. The, the chance I missed was at the wrong end for my seat. So. <laughs> maybe that, maybe that's that. Maybe I have to go back next year and actually score in the first half instead of doing the second half.
1: <laughs> right, so we've only got a couple more podcasts left to go.
0: Aye, next week we're going to talk about the, the final SPL weekend of the season and then talk about the, the Scottish Cup.
1: Yep, so that's only two more to go. We'll hopefully get Laurie and Greg back at some point before the end of the season. Uh,
0: a review of the, the season as well. What for?
1: Yep. Aye. But thanks for coming on, Chris. Pretty much an ever-present this season. No. I think you missed a couple, but pretty much. And well, I'll speak to you next week. Aye. Speak to you next week. And thanks for listening, everybody. cheers folks. cheers